Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Producing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C. and the Mako Shark. It's Good morning and welcome to NEMS Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Thanks to NEDS. Take UFC to the NEDS level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Mako Shark, how are you, mate? Matty C, I'm well, mate. I'm well. It's another Sunday morning. It's rolled around quick and we're back here, mate. We're back for another big episode. As I said to you last week, it just keeps rolling this, doesn't it? Pods during the week. What's the podcast, please? The podcast. Who the fuck are these guys? It's just non. It's non-stop for the boys. It but is. Uh, look, SCN. This is great. I'm excited to be here. Big week in uh, combat sport. It is, Mako. And look, we've said it early on in the in the uh, the radio show. We were a little bit sort of uh, scarce in our boxing coverage, and we don't want people out there to think that that's how we are because we love the sport of boxing. Love it, Mako Shark. It was just unprecedented scenes with the Volk and we got kept, we sort of got caught up in, in Volk fair. Yeah. yeah, fanfare. But today's a, an absolute purest boxing episode for those out there that have been crying out for it, Mako Shark. Tell us a little bit about what's coming up, who we've got and what they can expect. Yeah, huge week for boxing here. We're two weeks out from the huge Tim Zoo Tony Harrison fight coming up in Sydney and, uh, we're going to have George Rose on this week, Matthew, the main man from No Limit Boxing. Very mm. exciting. The uh, the rugby extraordinaire. I'm sure a lot of listeners are very excited to hear from him. Oh, we yes. can't wait to have him on. He's He's been one of our little sort of our little planned out ones for a while. We've wanted to have a, a chat to him because he's doing amazing things. Huge things. He, really big things, actually, the big fella, George. So what else? Looking forward to that. We've also in studio, we're going to introduce him right now. I can say g'day. I think we should. It's boxing uh, guru is what I'd call him. <laughs> he's a, a world champion. Ten world champions under his tutelage. A manager extraordinaire. We've got Mike Altamura here joining us in studio. Welcome, Alti. Alti. How are you? No studio nerves. I know you boys <laughs> kept saying to me, oh, is there going to be studio nerves? <laughs> no nerves. I walked this rodeo before. So Ice man. He's, he's kept the potty mouth in the car, Alti. I gave him a stern talking to. Absolutely smart. Well, it's good to have you here, Alti. Uh, the listeners might not know. If they do, I'm sure they're well aware you're almost like the rain man when it comes to boxing. I think you're in, you're, your knowledge is unparalleled in this sport. Well, now you're just lining up the pressure. See, now <laughs> is when this, the nerves might start settling in. But no, I mean, I've walked the line in this sport for many years. I started in management at 17 years of age, 22 years ago. And I'm blessed to have somehow survived to this stage. So always excited to be alongside you gentlemen. I remember when you two were first launching in this sphere and asking for advice and so forth. And now to see you boys sitting in SEN studios, exciting times, fellas. I was going to say, you gave us time very early on in the podcast days, Alti, and has just uh, sprinkled his magic when we've needed it throughout the uh, 
because we don't know everything. We, we profess we do, but there's sometimes, Mako Shark, where we, we, you know, our uh, knowledge base doesn't know something. Alti's first point of call. He is, mate. Alti, there's nothing I've ever asked Alti where he didn't have the immediate answer. So I want to come to him with one off the bat. Yeah, go with it. Because it's a, it's a radio show. Short and snappy, Mako Shark. I want to go straight to him yeah. with Alti's top five. I want to get into a list. Alti's like top five Australian current boxes that he rates from one to five, if he doesn't mind, just sort of reeling them off to me. Yeah, you want it from the top down top or down. from the Let's bottom Let's start down? at five, I yeah, reckon. Actually, go, yeah, go five. We'll build to one. Yeah, build. This is, suspense. A tr- this is a tricky build. I think that you, you almost always got the Maloney brothers on the same sphere, and Ooh. it's crazy that they've both got identical records, 25 yes. wins, two losses. That's right. I reckon we can just have them as one human. Identical birthday, identical twins, identical records. Identical faces. And both headed towards world title challenges in their next bout. So let's hope that – they go from 25 and 2 to 26 and 2. Yes. And both reigning world champions. But I actually have at number five, I have Andrew Maloney, super flyweight. Yep. He looks to be lined up to fight the WBO uh, number two in Junto Nakatani from Japan. And I think that that's going to be a hell of a fight. Very, very winnable for Andrew. Number four, of course, Jason Maloney. He's looking either Raymar Cabello or Vincent Astrolabio for the vacant WBO Bantamweight world title. Beautiful pronunciation, too. You've, you've gone to the Mako sort of uh, Better than I of, could have done. Yeah, that was very good, Alti. <laughs> very live on radio. You've got that out beautifully. I had some practice. So <laughs> the whole those, drive in, you were just doing it. Both those adversaries are from the Philippines. Yeah. Both have a loose association with MP Promotions, Manny Pacquiao. So there'll be a bit of buzz on the end of that. Yeah. Number three, the man that is going to be looking to raise his stock in two weeks. Tim Zhu, looking yes, to yes. cash in all his cards, really, against Tony Harrison. I think that I've been in the same position with the fighter before, and I fully commend Tim's team for the confidence they've demonstrated in not sitting on the shelf, waiting out Charlo. Yes. Tony Harrison, massive challenge. So I think that Tim could ascend up this list with victory there. But right now, going number three, 21 wins, no losses, junior middleweight. Yep. And just quickly on that, do you – so a lot of people from the outside that don't have a lot of knowledge about this are like, oh, why is he risking, you know, because he's got that guarantee in the Charlo fight. It's about staying active as much as um, continuing to build his skills, isn't it? Because if he sits for another, you know, 6, 12, who knows when that fight is. He's only had one fight in nearly two years. So I guess it's it's not a courageous thing to do. It's just a smart thing to do, is it not, from a, well, from a, a sense of his team? It's a logical thing yeah. to remaining sharp. And I've been yeah. in the same spot when I had Isaac Dogbay. Yep. And we could have sat and waited for Jesse Magdaleno. We chose to fight Caesar Warriors for the interim world title. Yes. And I actually felt like once he overcome that challenge, we were better positioned for Magdaleno because he was sharper and fresher. And the other kid was coming off an injury layoff. So right. it's similar here. It's high stakes. Obviously, yep. if it backfires, a lot of people are going to cite the fact that Tim maybe should have sat on the shelf. Yeah. But the way I look at it, if you can't overcome Tony Harrison, yep. you weren't going to overcome Jamal good, Charlo. Great point. So it's a great fight to condition and prepare him for the absolute highest stage, the elite stage of the sport. Yep. And I believe Tim is worthy. So like I said, I got him number three. Yes. But with victory, I think he ascends to probably the two spot. Yep. Huge. So then number two, I mean, look, he's coming off back-to-back losses, but back-to-back losses for the Unified World Championship to Devin Haney. So yes. George Cambosis, 20 wins, two losses, lightweight, looking to come back. He said around June, mm-hmm. possibly within Australia. So interested to see what the opponent is. I know there's 
been discussions of him facing Liam Wilson, Ooh. which would be a fun wow. all Australian, yeah, all Australian clash. Yeah, I was going to ask you who you thought he might. That, that'd be that'd be a really fan friendly fight. Yeah, I think it's an intriguing fight, and I think it's a, the kind of fight that George has to come back on, especially mm-hmm. like I said, off two losses, he could come back soft. But I know that George is a big stage fighter, so he's going to want a genuine challenge. I like and, that. And then at number one, look, probably the most under-publicized fighter in the country, mm. period, which is Jai Opatea, reigning cruiserweight yep. IBF world champion, 22 wins, no losses. This kid's an absolute prodigy. He was, he was a star in the amateurs from when he was 15, 16 years of age on the national team at 16, 17 years of age, national senior team. Yeah. Performed exceptionally well at the 2012 Olympics and has just kept kicking goals since. Yep. So he's in a position now. He's got his mandatory against Matthias Masternak from Poland. Mm, I'm waiting for the commendation from yeah, very good. on Clap that one. That one That's again. a really good one. That's so fantastic. I know that right now they're just going back and forth. There's discussion in the camp of hosting that fight in Australia. Yep. I know an offer's been tabled by Sky Sports in the UK. Mm-hmm. So two, three fight deals. So you fight Masternak. And then roll into the winner of Billum Smith and Richard Riakpo. Yep. On the back of that, and then potentially a third fight deal against Lawrence O'Coley. Yes. Which would be for well, most of the marbles at Cruiserweight. And do you see there being or foresee there being a time with uh, with obviously Usyk still up at heavyweight if he loses to say a Tyson Fury and loses those belts? Do you feel he'll potentially stay at the heavyweight, or could there be an opportunity that Opatai's just you know, taking bodies, taking bodies, and then maybe he goes down and wants to get back what he thinks is his. Is that opportunity there, do you think? No, I don't think there's okay. no there's no money for Uzik to go back okay. down in weight, especially now that he's accustomed to the heavyweight pay scale. Yes. I think more realistically, to me, Opataya and and Lawrence Okoli. Okoli is his biggest threat at cruiserweight. I think that if those two were to unify, the winner would look to move up to heavyweight and possibly the loser would too. Okay. Because that's where the real money is. And... For those that might think that Opatai is a little undersized, he walks around about 105 kilos. So yeah, right. big boy. I can see him. And you've seen with Uzik, you don't need to be a big, say, strong 250-pound-plus heavyweight in order to be effective. I think Opatai has got the skills that he could move up in weight in time. Yep. But there's definitely still unfinished business at Cruiser for him. Tay, it's an exciting list he's put together. There's a couple of omissions there, Mako Shark. Your great enemy slash frenemy. What didn't make it on there? I don't know if we're using his name on this show. Anymore. I don't think he makes the top five. <laughs> no, I don't think he makes the top I think he thinks five. he's on the top five. He wouldn't make the top ten, I don't reckon. <laughs> but let's be honest, that was a good list, Alti. I reckon hit the ground running there with that top five. If you're at home listening, mm. make sure you jump on the open lines. We've got one thirteen hundred seven three six seven three six or the SMS line, O four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. If you've got anything to say about that top five, who may be your Number one boxer in Australia is, or mm. if you've got any questions for George Rose after the break, definitely jump on. Just quickly, in 10 seconds, who's your your, your best young talent? Best talent, I think, coming he, through is Matteo Tapia. Yeah, good call. He's actually number 10 in the world, WBA at the moment, super middleweight. But I think that he's continuing to improve fight to fight. That's awesome, mate. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Them's Fighting Words on SEN across Australia and on the SEN app. We'll be back after the break with George Rose. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to Neds. 
Take UFC to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, we're very excited to have this man on the line right now, the former NRL star and the face of No Limit Boxing. It is George Rose. Thanks for joining us uh, bright and early on a Sunday, George. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, we're super excited to have you on. As a, as a guy that um, we've had on our list for a while, as a non-competing uh, athlete, you were high up there, mate. So we really do appreciate you coming on having a chat today. Just, uh, I guess, for the listeners out there that have been uh, sitting under a rock or living under a rock, what's, co- what's coming up that's got us excited and got you at uh, No Limit so excited, mate, with Tim Zoo? Well, look, we're absolutely over the moon that, that on March 12th, Tim Zoo will be fighting for the interim WBA world title here in Australia in Sydney against Tony Harrison. Now, Tim Zhu is, is uh, without a doubt, our, our, our big star of Australian boxing. He's, um, he's been climbing the ranks over the last few years. He's the son of the great Kostya Zhu, and he is now um, poised to become a, a world champion fighting against Tony Harrison. How excited are you, mate? How Well, not excited, I guess, because obviously he was scheduled to fight Charlo last month over in Vegas. Injury uh, forced the uh, cancellation of that bout. But in a strange kind of way now, you get this massive event here in Australia on our home turf. So how do you feel about how the, the cards have fallen on this one? Yeah, of course. Look, we, we love doing events here in Australia. We love it. We were, I'll, I'll be honest, we were, we were really bloody excited about going to Vegas. Like we were, uh, everyone was excited about going to Vegas because, um, I mean, if you've seen Tim's progression over the last few years, he he was due to go overseas during that whole COVID period. He was he was ready to go. He was ready to to take on them international fights, but because of the the restricted travel during COVID, um, it didn't end up eventuating. So as soon as we got out of that, and then the opportunity comes to fight in Vegas for the undisputed world title against Jamel Charlo, it was um it, it was so exciting. Everyone was pumped. Tim's training camp was perfect. Um, everything was was aligned really well, and then um, Charlo gets injured. Um, luckily enough, in a in a short period, we've been able to turn it around um, and get the fight here in Australia. Bring bring a um, you know an international star in Tony Harrison over here to Australia on such a short turnaround. We're 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 pumped about that because we do like I said, we do love doing events here in Australia. So it's still. I think in a roundabout way, I think it's going to end up for the better anyway. Yeah, you're probably right with that, mate. But, you know, you mentioned going over to Vegas. I think if you, if you had have gone over and beaten Charlo in Vegas, not only is it from a personal sense an amazing achievement for Tim, but it also helps with that world recognition, doesn't it? I mean, if he beats Tony Harrison in Australia, it's fantastic. But sometimes when you do it on that bigger sort of scale, Vegas, sort of one of the homes of boxing, I think that also helps sort of legitimise him with a lot of the people that still might not, 100% know who he is on that world scale. We obviously do, and the people in the know do, but sometimes when you fight overseas and have a big win, it, it does wonders for the actual, uh, I guess, the the overall package of who, who the fighter is. 100%, and, and I think the perfect thing about uh, the way that it was was happening was, is, is you know, we were sneaking in the back door. We were, we were sneaking up on Charlo. You know, he's thinking, you know, he obviously knows who Tim is, but um, a lot of the American fighters don't respect Australian fighters and, and don't respect um, what they've done to get to where they're at. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be perfect to be able to sneak in the back door, yeah. um, bust up Charlo, become the undisputed world champion, and then um, and then everybody's on notice and everybody yeah. realises 
the star that Tim is. Now, a, a win over Tony Harrison um, will still uh, give him massive, massive credibility in the States. Of course. Um, but again, it's, you know, it, it probably takes a little bit of that um, sneaky factor that we had in our favour <laughs> where we were able to, we were going to be sneaking up on Charlo. But um, it's still on the cards. It's still absolutely on the cards after a win over Tony Harrison um, to, to head over there and, and fight Charlo in Vegas. George, Michael Tamura here. So one thing I give you and the team a lot of credit for is essentially the fact that, you know, once Charlo was injured, you guys have been able to turn this around effectively on six at maximum seven weeks notice, be able to structure the card. And not just that, you're working in with American TV. So the main portion of the card's kicking off at essentially midday on Sunday, March 12. What kind of logistical challenges have you and the team had in structuring such an amazing event on that kind of time frame? Uh, where do I start? It's, uh, <laughs> it was, um, I mean, it was, it was a, a big idea. Um, I, I think that we're really lucky in that over the last, over the last 12 to 18 months, we've had, we've had a few really difficult situations with events. We've had, um, uh, with, with one of Tim's fights, we had his opponent pull out, six days before the fight um, yes. with a, an event in Brisbane. We had um, the floods roll through Brisbane and flooded the venue that we were, mm-hmm. that we were going to be using. And, and we turned around um, on, on 24 hours. Uh, we, we were able to get a new venue, new night, and, um, and everything rolled out smoothly. So I think the experience that we've been able to gain in the last, in the last 18 months with, with some, some big things going against us have prepared us to be able to be agile, um, get these events up and running quick. We've got a really good team um, working on it. And, um, and, and again, I've got to thank the fighters um, themselves who have taken fights on this card because this undercard is, is really quite impressive. It's a great domestic card. And, um, yeah, yeah, look, I, I just can't give, give enough credit to, to the No Limit team for what we've been able to do on a, in a short space in being, being able to get a a good venue, um, and, and what's going to be a fantastic event. It's an incredible event that you guys have managed to get together on short notice. It's probably, some are saying, the best card in Australian boxing history, like top to bottom. It is very exciting. What fights are you most excited for on this card? Because I know we've had a few friends of our pod, head splitter Isaac Hardman. He's in a great fight up against, uh, who have we got there? Rowan Murdoch. you got Benny Marnie fighting as well. A lot of exciting up-and-comers as well. So which fights do you reckon you know the fans at home should be most excited for on this card? Look, uh, to be honest, I, I think every fight, every every fight brings something different. Um, we've got we've got Paulo Acuso fighting Yaneski um, Gonzalez in in what is a really really difficult fight, and if Paulo wins that, it really you know it, it makes a big statement for for him um, on what he's trying to do in, in his division right now. Sam Goodman's got a very tough fight fighting a former world champion, um, and then obviously the matchups. Those two matchups that you mentioned, Isaac Hardman and Rowan Murdoch, two guys that I, I really like. I really like both of them. Um, both got a great reputation here in Australia, and they're taking a fight against each other. They're, you know, they're the top guys in, in their in their divisions, and um, for them to be taking that fight, I think that's going to be a really exciting fight to watch. Uh, as will um, Benny Mani and and Cole Mazzudia. Now they're the they're the next two best super welterweights in the country underneath. Um, underneath Tim Zhu. So 
Um, they're fighting for, for, the, for the reputation of who's the best in the country in the Super Worldweight division. So um, that's all to Tim, obviously. But, but they're two really good fights that, that I think are, are the chance of being fight of the night, um, along with, you know, Paulo, Sam, Nikita's on the fight. I was going to say, well, Nikita as well. He'll be looking Nikita, to upstage Nikita, his brother. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, know. Well, well, I mean, I'm excited about all these fights. And then, obviously, Nikita. I love watching Nikita fight yeah. because he's so different to Tim. Mm. He's so unpredictable. And, um, look, I, I just never know what Nikita's going to bring. So, it's um, I love watching Nikita fight too. Excitement. You can be guaranteed he's going to bring excitement, isn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. And he's got that power. He's got that power that... Um, you know, you don't know when he's going to unleash it. And you see a lot of hate, you know, because of his opportunity from people that aren't even boxers, just this social media craze where everyone has a, you know, a voice now. But the, the kid, what he hasn't even had, he's had a handful of fights. I mean, he's, he's been put on the, the big scale and he's dealt with the pressure. I mean, a lot of other fighters get to come through. And I was speaking to Mike on the way in today. Like A lot of fighters get to sort of massage their way to a sort of 10-0, 11-0 uh, record. This, this kid's been put on national, you know, scope from basically the outset and seemingly handled it with a lot of maturity and grace. So he's only going to get better. And on a big card like that, I've got no doubt he's going to really try and sort of stop some of the hate online that he's receiving and show them that he's actually there on, on merit for a boxer and not because of his father. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, um, a guy like Nikita this early in his career would be, would be fighting someone who's 0-7, not someone 7-0. and 0, So... He's been fighting undefeated guys. He's been fighting um, well, well rated, well ranked guys um, from the get go. And, and not only that, like you said, to do it in the spotlight as well. That's right. Um, a lot of guys usually get to fight on on smaller cards and you know earn their earn their stripes on the smaller cards and um, not in the spotlight, not under the pressure and and um, as well as you know the pressure that he carries with with his name and with his brother's reputation, his father's reputation. So mm. uh, he takes everything in his stride. And, and I, I, I think that's probably a big benefit for him in, in how he's approaching his career is that he's, um, you know, he's a, a really easygoing type person. So yeah, absolutely. it makes it a lot easier for him. For those who uh, have just tuned in, we're, we're chatting with George Rose and we're going to get back to him after the break. Ned's are the official wagering partner of the UFC Download the NEDS app and take it to the NEDS level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Them's Fighting Words on SEN across Australia on the SEN app. Back after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to NEDS. Take UFC to the NEDS level. Gamble responsibly. Call one 800 858-858. Now, George, mate, no limit boxing. Let's talk a little bit about it. Clearly, you guys, in our opinion and a lot of people's opinion, you're the, you're the pioneers, like the, uh, the preeminent boxing promotion company in the country today. But it hasn't always been that clearly. Uh, take us back to sort of the start, the beginning of the company and where you and your brothers come from. Because I think you've come from the Dubbo RSL to your first show to now, you know, the biggest stadiums in the country. So just take us through what the, the, the plan was when you guys got this together and what you thought you could uh, do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a fun journey. Um, uh, look, it's not something that we that we were initially planning on doing. Um, uh, initially, when it started out, we were helping a few boxers out with um, trying to get fights, and and uh, at the time, it was just really hard to get them fights. So um, we ended up putting our own show on so that we 
you know, that we had a show to put them on. And, um, you know, that was at the double RSL. It went pretty good. It went pretty good. And so we thought we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one was a little bit better. And uh, we, we learn a bit more each time. We, we, we knew what we liked because, I mean, I've, I've followed sport my whole life. I've been around sport my whole life. And, and I love entertainment. I love combining the two. So mm. um, for us, it was about, you know, creating events that we enjoyed, creating, putting fights together that, that we wanted to see. And within within five shows, I think we're at the Horden Pavilion and uh, live on Fox Sports, and and I think it was one of the one of the highest uh, viewed viewed shows uh, in history that we did then. So since then, we've just keep kept kept working on our on putting together really good entertaining shows and and putting together good fights, and that's been um, the thing that we we've, we've really focused on. And um, I know a lot of people might think that it happened overnight, but it's um, it's been a ten year grind to get to where we're at now. It's, it was it was 2013 when we did that first show back in Dubai RSL. So a lot um, of um, a lot of people often just see the uh, the end result, mate, don't they? They don't see what goes into it. But from looking from afar, it, it's got to be, I guess, your professionalism, the way you guys have done it from the start to now, because you seemingly get a, if not all, a lot of the best guys wanting to work with you guys and your events from um, seeing some live and also seeing them on. Um, different networks, and they always run seamlessly. So that must be something that you guys set out to do, to be sort of, uh, I guess, back back up what you say to the fighters and put on a great show for um, the fans. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's what, that was what we have always tried to do is, is be true to our word. If we can't deliver on something, we can't deliver on something. Yeah. But if we can, we'll do our best to deliver it on, deliver on it the absolute best that we can. And um, we try to do right by the fighters every opportunity that we can. Um, and you know, again, try to try to make the best events that that, that we absolutely can. And I think um, that that honesty and, and integrity, I think, has helped us um, build build the brand and build the, the events over the years, and yeah. um, build build the loyalty with some of the the fighters in taking opportunities. And um, you know, everybody's on a different journey. And boxing, boxing is one of the toughest sports to work in. I think it doesn't matter whether you're the the promoter, the fighter, the trainer, the manager, whatever you might be, it's a very hard sport. So I respect everyone who's in the in the sport because you know most people are, are, are in around here for the for the passion for boxing and for for how much we love the sport. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think it shows with with a lot of people in the sport too. Absolutely, George. I wanted to say as well that in all my dealings with yourself, your brothers, and the No Limit team. One thing that I've found is you guys are very straightforward to deal with in terms of brokering deals on these big events. So on this event, of course, I manage Rowan Murdoch. I manage TJ Doney, who's facing Sam Goodman. And I found that once the numbers are worked out, the rest all flows, all the promotion, the publicity, everything builds well for the events. And so you guys are in a commanding position. Like Mako said before, you are the preeminent promoter in the country right now, and deservedly so. You also have exclusivity with the Fox Sports dates over the next few years. Can you enlighten us as to how that's going to play out and what kind of structures you're looking to implement as time rolls on? Yeah, so for, so for us, it's um, and, and thank you again for for both Rowan and TJ. I think they're um, because like, like you said, they're very tough fights, and you know not everybody would take these fights. So 
Uh, the fact that both guys were able to, to reach an agreement and, and get it done is is awesome for, for us, um, for them and, and for the Australian public. So um, that's fantastic. As far as the Fox deal goes, it's something that we've, we earned that over what we've done in, in the past few years with our shows. We put a lot of effort into making sure that we can put the best, best product that we can uh, on TV, both a live experience and, and on TV. And um, Fox Sports has been a great partner. I think it's a, it's a really good um, a really good partnership, a really good synergy that we've got with them at the moment. Over the next three years, uh, we'll be looking at putting on um, up to 14 shows a year through through Fox Sports, and um, we just want to keep growing growing boxing in the country. Keep putting on good shows, keep putting on entertaining shows that more and more people will continue to tune into and um, create create avenues for for our upcoming boxers to be able to to have the opportunity to fight fight on TV as well, and um, and obviously keep delivering them big shows with with our stars who, who sit at the top at the moment. We've actually had a text roll in, George. They want to know your thoughts on the whole YouTube boxing phenomenon. They've said, for example, when it first popped up, we had guys like Eddie Hearn adamantly against it. Flash forward a couple of years to today, and they're promoting it themselves. Probably ties in a little bit <laughs> with yourself, a little bit with like the Paul Gallon and the rugby player stuff. You probably cop a lot of heat from some people for, you know, promoting that stuff. And they go, oh, come on, let's concentrate on the real boxing. But Having that type of stuff at the top of the card opens the door for all these other young blokes coming up on the same card. So what are your thoughts on not only what you guys do with rugby, but the YouTube stuff, the Jake Pauls and all this kind of stuff as well? It's probably good for the sport overall, I reckon. Well, the beauty of boxing is your, your popularity is decided by how many people watch you. So if if 20 million people are tuning in to watch Jake Paul fight, then you know he deserves to get paid and deserves to do what he's doing. Yes. Um, based on the fact that he's got that many people tuning in, and it's a, it's the same, um, like like you said with the the rugby league fighters, is that you know half of the flack that that we'd cop about putting on a rugby league fight are from people who only tuned in to watch that rugby league <laughs> fight, and they're name dropping someone that they saw on the show that they said, why don't you promote these young boxers? Exactly. Yeah, name a few for us. Name a few. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I saw so-and-so on Paul Gallon's card. You saw him on Paul Gallon's card. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. We've done our job there. So um, they're able to create a platform. They're able to draw in eyeballs for, for us to, you know, to keep building our, our great young Australian boxers because we do have a lot of great fighters in this country. It's just not always easy to cut through in in mainstream media and and be able to get the support behind them and um, whatever way we can we can as a promoter any way that we can bring attention to our fighters and and put more eyeballs on them then we'll look at doing it so um, as far as the YouTube guys go yeah a, a lot of them are terrible fighters a lot of them are terrible fighters um, I'm also a terrible fighter but I stay clear of the ring. We're shocking um, fighters, mate. So we can all be we can all be terrible <laughs> fighters together. Absolutely, we'll all sit around and, and, and talk about boxing and <laughs> fighters. But um, you know, if it's if it's good for the sport, it's good for the sport. That's right. And you mentioned like all the up and coming fighters. You've you haven't just rested on this card. You, I saw you had a, a midweek uh, little sort of uh, media jaunt with Ben Damon and Jeff Fennick, and you've got uh, Brock yeah. Jarvis on a, just a beautiful midweek card just to throw in a little bit more value for the the fans at home, mate. Yeah, of course. So, you know, this is, a, again, we want to look at what we can do differently this year. We've got the exclusive deal with Fox. We want to see what we can do differently. And this 
this small um, studio style show made made for TV. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be roughly 300 people in the building, but predominantly it's made for TV, and and that's what we're looking at with our No Limit on Fox events for this year. Um, headlined by Brock Jarvis making yeah. his return after after the um, defeat to Lamparo, but. Um, really excited for Brock to be getting back in the ring. We've, we've also got a couple other cracker fights on that card as well. So um, it's going to be a good one to tune into and, and have a nice little entree for um, for what comes through the the following Sunday. Super excited. We uh, we blew the budget here on the radio show going over to Perth for the UFC a couple of weeks ago. So we can't get up for the uh, Tim Zoo fight in two weeks, which I'm a bit flat about, mate. Yeah. But any chance you guys have got any events scheduled for Melbourne at all this time? You know, some part during the year, we we absolutely we will come down to Melbourne this year. It's um it w- it will happen. It will happen. We were looking at doing it last year, um and a few things uh, went against us, and and we couldn't get it done before the end of the year. But uh, Melbourne's absolutely on our cards, and and uh, oh, the thing I love about Melbourne is people turn up for sporting events there, and yes. it's a it's a it's a really good sporting city. <clears throat> Um, and plus, there's a heap of there's a heap of Melbourne boxing talent as well. There's a heap of local talent there, so we really want to get down there and and be able to put on um, put on a show. And hopefully, it goes well and we can keep coming back regularly. Yeah, we'd love that, mate. Now, I think our wives would love that too if we didn't have to travel all around <laughs> Australia to go and see events. But look, George, we've uh, we've absolutely loved having you on this morning, mate. And you've been very generous with your time. We're so pumped. I know the listeners and all of Australia are pumped for uh, for Tim Zoo's fight with Tony Harrison in two weeks' time, March 12 at Kudos Arena in Sydney. Mate, do you want to leave us with uh, with one last comment? Look, uh, for anyone who can't make it up for the fight, you know, it's, it's available live on uh, Fox Sports uh, main event and KO Sports across the country. So no matter where you're at, whether you're at the beach or you're you're out at the kids' sport. You can you can tune in on your phone through KO Sports. So it's um it's going to be an absolute cracker card. So I, I think it's going to be a fantastic week of boxing and a, and a fantastic week for boxing. So beautiful, tune in. mate. Thanks so much for joining Thanks us. Again. Mate. Been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Good, Good on you, mate. mate. Cheers. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Them's Fighting Words on SEN Across Australia and the SEN app. We'll be back after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to Neds. Take UFC to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, how good was that chat with George Rose? Like, as we said, they're just a, they're, they're the best promotion in the country. They're yeah. very professional to deal with. Alti, I'd love to get your thoughts because, as you said, you've got a couple of fighters on this card. You've had other blokes like our man, the boa constrictor, Jack Bowen, and these types on No Limit cards as well. How good are they to deal with and, you know, the operation they're running? Yeah, so I find George and his brothers, especially his brother Matt, very, very straightforward to deal with, like I noted in the interview there. They're very honourable. So I'll give you an example. Tim Zhu, when was it? About a year and a half ago, they were up and down with the deal with Takeshi Inoue. They reached out to me, asked me to assist to broker the deal. Broker the deal. There was never any contract in place between us. I agreed to a fee with them. Yep. Placed my trust in the system. Literally a day after the show, George reaches out, says to me, send an invoice, we'll pay it. That's Paid good. straight away. And... That's a kind of relationship I've had with them over time. And what I respect about them is that when you have 
quote unquote a monopoly monopoly with the TV. Yes, it's easy just to think, okay, we're going to overpay the fighters mm. to reel them in and then underpay, mm-hmm. and they haven't come back in the system with any of that kind of mentality. The pay scale's fair; it's above what would be the industry average in Australia, and that's why they're attracting all this kind of energy, which yeah. is all positive. It's, hey, we're just going to rewind a second. I, I haven't really talked about Alti sort of uh, in the corner of a man fighting one of our men. This I know. Our allegiances are going to be <laughs> split here. You're, you're manager. I didn't actually know you are his manager of Rowan Murdoch because he's up against one of our good friends he's of the our, pod. He's our you, guys, you guys got to find some new friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> Head split. Isaac Hardman. We Look, love him. We have to remain neutral. We've got to yes, be Switzerland we now do. that we're on radio. Everyone's a friend of the show. So we can't, you know, we can't. We've. We've well, actually, I don't, I don't, we've I don't have before. To, I don't have to be Switzerland and your mates getting beat on March 12th. I <laughs> actually like Isaac as a person. Yep. Think he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a warrior, hell of a puncher, but he's in over his and head And you again. sound very confident. What? Tell us why and how that happens. Well, as in get, not why you're confident, he how knocked, he wins. He got knocked over by Michael Zarafa. Okay. So, so you're not a big I rat got, for Zarafa? No, I, I manage Zarafa, <laughs> and I think he's an incredible talent. He's a prima donna, but he's an incredible talent. Crooks is looking for the late uh, headline here. However, however, I just think that it gave a blueprint as to how to fight Hardman, and I just yeah. can't see how Hardman's going to make those adjustments. So, mm-hmm. obviously, if you stand the trade, the guy's a murderous puncher. It's Russian yeah. roulette. Yes, it's an exciting fight. A- absolutely, and it's probably the fight of the night stylistically. But yes. I just think if Rowan has left in the tank what I believe he does, he's got all the tools to outbox him. If anyone writing articles out there, though, we did hear the word prima donna. Uh, any other <laughs> words we could roll out? No, we won't go there. Won't go there. But look, it's a big year for boxing, Alti. A huge year, 2020. Every year is a big year for boxing. But like, what are you most looking forward to this year? Well, I mean, look, I've got my own personal goals, but let's yes. set aside my personal goals. I just think that finally we're going to see the biggest fight. So we just had Javonta Davis and Ryan Garcia announce it's going to be April 23 in Australia, 22nd in the USA. Mm-hmm. Think Tim Zoo gets over this hurdle, then roll into the Charlo fight. Yes. Huge. I'm hearing whispers, Fury and Uzik's on for possibly Fantastic. April, uh, last week, April, April 29. Amazing. In the UK. <sighs> so, That's big. How big is that just quietly for that division? Oh, it's, it's, it's monstrous. It's yeah. a, it's the best versus the best. And yeah. I think that yeah. one thing MMA, I know you boys are high on the MMA. You haven't had any MMA chat today. One thing that I respect you have seen MMA for is you consistently have the best fight in the best. Yes. And I think that in boxing, we had a very, very shaky 2022, but 2023, we're going to see some incredible fights. And you mentioned the Garcia and Tank Davis. Who wins that fight, do you think? I think Tank blasts him. Does he? Yeah, Tank. Davis, uh, I could see Garcia being up early, but then Davis one-shot knockout in maybe five or six rounds. That's incredible because I reckon the common, you know, Instagram fan would think Garcia smokes him, but see, that's why you're the best. So you think Garcia up early and then the Tank's power blasts him. Tank is in the top three fighters pound for pound that when I've sat ringside and yep. listened to their punches, he just sounds and fights different. It's like a Tank. And he's literally yeah. like, like like a Mack truck. Yeah, right. Tank. And he'll take chances and can survive taking the chances, whereas I think with Garcia, one laps and it's game over in that fight. And you also spoke about the Usyk Fury fight, and we spoke a little bit in the car off air. But for the people that are now on air, what what did you uh, what 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 do you see that fight? Um, yeah, I guess how, how do you see it playing out? I just think Fury too big, too yeah. strong. Knows Sorry. how to use his size to nullify him on the inside. Yep, shut him down at mid range, and of course from long range he's got Uzik's number. So Fury wins it, but Uzik won't come to lay down. That's for sure. And we spoke about it briefly with uh, George before tomorrow morning. We've got Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Give us yes. your quick thoughts on that one. What are we thinking? 
So this is this is incredible. You've got one guy with Tommy Fury who's got all the pedigree, but I don't believe has the fighting heart doesn't. or the fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. And you've got Jake Paul who's got all the money and probably not the natural talent, but all the all the spirit and all the heart to want to yes. be a fighter. He's got other options in life. I just, I mean, when you look at him on the eye test, you say Tommy Fury. When I look at him on the heart test, I just think Jake Paul's going to find the way to beat him. I think that Tommy Fury, well, I think Fury name, but if you look at him versus Tyson and you look at John, yes, they share the same father. Yeah. I don't think they share the same DNA. He's a he's a young, handsome man. A I think he got more mum in him than dad because he doesn't seem to have that gypsy look, a uh, bit of a sort of pretty boy prima donna look. I think if put to the test, I don't think he's got what the uh, the Fury name's been made famous for in having that grit and determination to never give up. That's my sort of thoughts. Yeah, and I just think that grit is going to overcome aesthetics. I think aesthetically, Tommy looks more pleasing fight-wise. But, yeah, I think Jake Paul going to have his number. Well, as quickly as that is, we, we've, uh, we've wrapped up Mako Shark. We so, Alti, thank you so much for coming in. You'll be in again. For everyone out there listening, thank you so much for the ongoing support. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Them's Fighting Words on SEN Across Australia and the SEN app. And we'll be back next week. See you later.